of the uh, one of the church planners who was here last week. If you were with us last Sunday, you know we had over uh, we had eight couples uh, who are church planners and pastors from literally coast to coast across the country, from California to New Jersey to D.C., etc. Um, that we're here learning from Next Level and, and seeing what we do and, and taking back some ideas with them. And one of the things that they said uh, to us right away was, man, you guys don't have any problem making fun of yourselves, do you? <laughs> I'm like, uh, no, our motto is be goofy and catch it on tape. That's the most important thing. So anyway, let me just echo what Scott and Will said. Man, if you're here for the first, second, or third time, welcome. What a blessing it is. We hope something is said or done or sung or communicated in any way this morning that adds value to your life. That's totally our heart and our hope and our desire. So uh, we are just so glad you're here. If this is your first time, though, uh, we are in part five of our Smoothie Life series. And unfortunately, you're kind of coming on the back end. You're on the caboose of this series. Uh, but I definitely think that you're going to um, appreciate what we're talking about today. But next week, the Warrior series, as they mentioned before, Wow, it's going to be incredible, you guys. So it is a series targeted at men, but women, I think you're going to like it as well. So uh, husbands, fathers, dads, sons, you name it. If you're a man or you know a man, get him here next Sunday because Warrior is going to be amazing, amazing stuff. Well, as I mentioned, this is part five of our Smoothie Life series, and we launched this series a few weeks ago talking about the smoothie life. How do we live the smoothie life? And, well, of course, that asks the question, well, what is the smoothie life? And we've been gearing up, centering around Galatians chapter 5. Matter of fact, if you have your Bible, you're welcome to turn there with me today. Galatians chapter 5 is where we launched the series and where we're going to end up in the series today. If you don't have your Bible, that's totally cool. The verses are going to be on the screen around us because we've been asking the question, well, what is the, smear, the smoothie life and how do we live it? And in verse 16, actually, of chapter 5 there, uh, Paul's writing and he says, um, so I say to you, walk in the Spirit. And as we discovered in part one of our series that what it means to live the smoothie life means to live the spirit-led life or to let the Holy Spirit, according to the Bible, guide our life. Well, of course, that raised the question, well, what's the Holy Spirit? I mean, what does that mean? And so we begin to unpack in part one what it means to have the Holy Spirit inside of us. And, and we use the illustration of an iPod. That an iPod in and of itself is just a pretty expensive shell. But when you plug that iPod into a computer, a, a source more powerful than itself suddenly that greater source begins to download invisible content into the iPod. And when it does, the iPod, uh, its purpose, its function, and its worth goes exponentially higher. Well, the same is true with us and God, that as we study the scriptures, the, the Bible, what we discover is that when you and I plug our life into a greater source, God, through a relationship with Jesus Christ, that he begins to download invisible content into our heart, known as the Holy Spirit. That God places this invisible content into our life so that we can have power to live victoriously, as we talked in the, the second week, so that our life can, can begin to taste differently. We talked about how uh, there are kind of two flavors in life. There's the sin nature flavor uh, that is sort of bitter to us and to others, but then there's the fruit of the Spirit flavor that we read about in Galatians chapter 5, where God wants our life to, to have a distinct taste to it so that when others get around us that they begin to go what is it that tastes different about you that's really where the concept of smoothie life came from is that idea of our life being flavored by the fruit of the spirit then last week we talked about the gifts of the spirit or the tools of the spirit that when God places this invisible content inside of us 
that it comes with gifts or, or tools to be used, not for ourselves, not for our own personal gain, but gifts or, or tools of the Spirit to be used to impact those around us. Paul says for the common good, so to speak, so that others can benefit as well. So last week we were challenged to use those gifts or those tools that God's placed in our life. Well, this morning we're wrapping up our series, and as we do uh, here in Galatians 5, I want to draw our attention to, to this question. What do we do now? Where do we go from here? What does it, what does it mean to, to live out the smoothie life, the spirit-led life, on a daily basis? And the Apostle Paul actually has some pretty interesting things to say about this as he starts to sort of land the plane a little bit, to come to a conclusion, these thoughts on the spirit-led life. And, and in verses 22 and 23 of Galatians there, uh, he talks about the fruit of the spirit. But then in verse 24, he, he rearranges directions and let's look at that together verse 24 says this those who belong to christ jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires so what is it that's going on here basically it's this paul is saying listen when it comes to living the smoothie life when it comes to living the spirit-led life those who belong to christ are called to do a few things and i guess i want to take a moment and, and pause on that idea of what it means to belong to Christ because it's possible for some of us who've been around Next Level for a few weeks here, you've been tracking through this series or this is your first time, for us to go, well, what does it mean to belong to, to Christ Jesus? I mean, I belong to Costco. Is that, are we, are we, you know, I, I'm a, I belong to a country club or, you know, whatever. I belong to AAA. When, in our American culture, that's kind of how we think of belonging is that surfacey type of level. When you study the scripture, here's what we actually find out. We find out that when God begins to talk about belonging, you know what he's talking about? Adoption. Adoption is sons and daughters of God. And as we read through the New Testament, which so many of us are, are doing that, we're reading through the New Testament here this fall together, what we begin to see emerge over and over again is this pattern of language that says we are sons, we are daughters of God. We've been adopted into God's family. So Paul starts with that premise and he says, listen, you've got to know that if you're going to live the, the smoothie life, if you're going to have the Holy Spirit inside of you, that when, when you connect to a relationship with Jesus Christ and he puts his Holy Spirit in you, you've been adopted by God. Isn't that awesome? And he says, so those of us who belong to Christ Jesus, those of us who have been adopted as sons and daughters of God, we're called to do a few things. And as we wrap up our series today, I want to talk through very quickly five things that I believe we're called to. Because Paul kind of throws down the challenge right here. Look at verse 24 again. He says this, those who belong to Christ Jesus, here's the first one, he says, have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. What are we called to? Number one, we're called to crucify the sinful nature. In part one, we talked about the moving walkway of the sin nature. That basically there's these two natures going on. There's the sin nature and the spirit nature and how they're constantly at war with one another. That's where we started this premise. And we said that the sin nature in our life is kind of like a moving walkway. That if you just stand there, it will pull you in the direction of sin. And some of us know what that feels like. We're like, man, I don't know. It's just like all of a sudden I just ended up like in this really horrible place in my life and I'm not real sure why uh, that's in my heart. I'm not sure why that's in my life now and now I find myself in a really bad place or I'm addicted or whatever. Well, that's because of the moving walk of sin. That if we do nothing in our life or if we just try and be a good person, where we're going to end up is on this moving walk that leads us into greater and greater sin. And so we talked about in part one how we have to war against that. Now here's the thing about what it means to crucify the sinful nature in our life. It is impossible to crucify yourself. 
That's called suicide. Crucify is when we let someone else put something to death. So watch what Paul's saying. He's saying, listen, if you want to live the smoothie life, if you want to live a life that is led by the Spirit of God, that doesn't give in to that sin nature thing, then every single day we've got to do the hard work of waking up and saying, God, today I allow you to crucify that sin nature thing in me. Because I am not strong enough. I am not powerful enough to war against that. It's only the Spirit of God living in us that gives us the ability to, to war against that thing on a regular basis. So Paul's saying, listen, you got to get this straight in your head. You can't just will it, you know, to, to happen. No, you need God's help. you got to let God crucify that thing to kill that thing. So what about us? Are there some areas of our life that are yet uncrucified? Where, where we've got pockets of sin, so to speak, in our life. And to the world around us, they would look on and go, oh, no, they're, oh, they're awesome, they're great. And yet some of us know that deep inside of us, or maybe in our thought life, that we've got these pockets, these areas that are still on the moving walk. And Paul's saying, listen, if you're going to get serious about living the smoothie life, if you're going to really live a spirit-led life, then you're going to have to let me crucify the sin nature. Then in verse 25 and 26, he, he goes on to the next part there. Look what he says. He goes, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited or provoking and envying each other. Here's, here's the second thing that I think we're called to if we're going to dial in what it means to live the smoothie life. Number one is, is that crucifying of the sin nature. But number two is we've got to keep in step with the Spirit. He says, listen, those of you who are living the smoothie life, when we live by the Spirit, then we've got to keep in step with the Spirit. When I was in junior high, um, I was in the marching band, and I, I played trumpet. Uh, and I think probably the reason why was because um, mom and dad bought my older brother a trumpet. So, you're going to play, <laughs> or something. like I forget, my memory's foggy there, but uh, I've been seeing a counselor, so it's cool. It's good. It's all good. It's okay. It's okay, it was a nice trumpet. Um, <laughs> I, I can remember every fall we had like this fair thing in our town. And so we'd have to, like as a marching band, as a junior high, we'd have to march in like two or three parades the week of the fair. And I can remember we would practice and practice and practice. And I, I don't know if you've ever done this or not, but it's hard. I mean, you have to like know the music and play your instrument and not run into people in front of you and, and try and all walk at the same time and stay in a straight line and go around corners and streets that narrow. And they're like, no, we're just going to run your band through this little alley. It'll be fine. <laughs> So, I mean, we used to practice and practice, and I remember, the, like, the only saving grace for me was that one of the band instructors was right down the row, and so he was right on the outside. And so from where I stood, you know, marching, playing the trumpet, I could, as long as I kept my eye on the instructor, I knew he's going to be in step. So as long as I could see my instructor, he's in step. He's in step. So I could watch my instructor. And see, that's what Paul's saying. I think that's a great picture for us. He's saying, listen, God's placed this Holy Spirit inside of you so that you can stay in step with what God wants in your life. Moment by moment, step by step, decision by decision, God's desire is that we would not just go with the moving walkway of sin. No, that we would step and we'd stay in step. We'd keep our eye on that instructor right there who is perfectly in step with what God wants for our lives. He's saying, that's what I want for you, decision by decision. 
That's why we've been given this Holy Spirit in us, so that we can be Spirit-led. We can live the smoothie life, and that means staying in step with the Spirit. But then, watch this. We switch over to Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. And this is where the whole thing starts to turn, and I love this. Look at what the verse says. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. Now, here's what we need to understand. When we're talking about living out the smoothie life, what are we called to? Well, one, we're called to crucify the sin nature. Secondly, though, we're called to keep in step with the Spirit. But here's the third thing I want us to notice. We're called to take responsibility for others as well. Here's what we have to understand. When the Apostle Paul was writing this letter to the church at Galatia, it wasn't a book of the Bible. There were no verses. There were no chapters. It was one continuous stream of thought. So watch the implication. The Apostle Paul is making it very clear that God's desire, if we're going to live the smoothie life, has never been that we would stay in step with the Spirit alone, but that we would stay in step with others as well. So check this out. Verse 25, he says, listen, those of you who are living by the Spirit, living the smoothie life, stay in step with the Spirit. And he says, don't get conceited or provoke or envy each other. The whole deal. And then right, he just continues a stream of thought right into the next part. He says, and brothers and sisters, if anybody's out of step, if anybody's caught in sin, and you look down the row of the marching band, so to speak, and you see somebody who's off, off step and they're not with you, he says, don't turn and beat them with your trumpet, although that would have been fun. He says, no, what do you do? You restore them. You get them back on step. You who are spiritual, you who are in step, get them back in step as well. And do that not judgmentally, not harsh, but he says, do that gently with one another. And guys, what does it mean to live the smoothie life? Here's what it means. It means that we not only stay in step with the Holy Spirit, but it means that God wants us to be looking down the row. When I was in Marshall, there were like eight other people in my row, and then there were like you know, 20 or 30 rows, whatever. And the goal was not just that one of us would be in step, but that all of us would be in step. See, God has uniquely designed us as human beings to need connection. That's why I'm so fired up about these Connect events, the singles event happening at the beach today at 1 o'clock. That's an opportunity for for single people to go and to connect with others who who are in a similar place in life and be able to to find meaningful relationship there and to keep one another in step in the spirit. Married couples, fiesta, una fiesta. Come on, Dora, bring it. I'm telling you, Friday night's going to be great. Maybe you're a married couple and you're here and you're going, man, I need someone in my life that that can help me stay in step. Or, or I need to help someone else stay in step. That's what we're called to. If we want to live the spirit-led life, that's what it's all about. It's like the hokey pokey. That's what it's all about. <laughs> you put your right foot in. You put your right foot. If that doesn't sound like staying in step with the spirit, I have no idea what does. God's saying, listen, the smoothie life, the spirit-led life is all about us staying in step with the spirit and keeping one another in step as well. That is so absolutely huge that we take responsibility for each other. That's why these connect events are so important because it's our responsibility to do that. I'm excited here in the next month or so as we're rolling out some even greater opportunities for us to connect with one another. Why? Because we need each other. Because we have to pause and ask the question, who am I walking this thing called life out with? Because it's possible for us to have a million surface level relationships. 
but very few, if any, that really go down into the depths of our life. But then in the second part of verse 1 there, it's interesting because Paul kind of flips it just for a second there. Look what he says, the next part of that. He's like, if anybody's caught in a sin, you who are in step with the Spirit, help get them back in step with the Spirit as well and be gentle when you do it. But then the next sentence is, look at this, he says, but watch yourselves. Are you also maybe tempted? What does it mean to be, to be called to live the smoothie life? A fourth thought on that is that we're called to be aware of the temptation. We've got to be very, very aware of the fact that there's an inherent danger in group life. And some of us know this. Because as powerful as it is that Paul's saying, listen, get everybody in your road, you know, get everybody moving in step, the whole deal. Paul understands what anybody who's ever been in a fraternity understands. There it can be a uh, uh, slide toward the moving walk of group life as well. And some of us understand that, that, that groups are powerful, and Paul's saying they're powerful for good, but be careful. You've got to be aware of the temptation that, that this thing can go bad really quick as well. Some of us understand that. Some of us have children who are dealing with that, or teenagers who, who are who are doing that, or grown adult children, perhaps, who have been caught up in, in a group that's on the moving walk, that's pulling them the wrong direction. And Paul's saying, listen, you've got to be aware of that. And another temptation I think I would throw at us is there's, there's a temptation that comes for those of us who have been living the smoothie life or the spirit-led life for a considerable amount of time. And I know this morning that I'm talking to some people who have been walking with God for 20, 30 years even, you know, several years, whatever. And see, there's a, there's a temptation that I think we've got to be aware of. And that is that once we get all the major sins licked and we kind of turn our back on all of that, there can almost be like this spiritual pride thing or this arrogance thing that sets in, right? You ever known anybody like that? Where you get around and you're like, wow, wow, you're spiritual. I had, I had no idea. I mean, you're like more spiritual than God. Wow, right? It's like, oh, you're only reading the New Testament. I'm reading the entire Bible. <laughs> Blessings on thee. Right? It's like, what in the world? Are you kidding me? Right? But if we're not careful, the, the further we go in this smoothie light thing, the more we're led by the Spirit, there's almost a spiritual haughtiness or arrogance or pride that, that can begin to set in. And Paul's like, listen, you've got to be aware of the fact that there's a whole new set of temptations. And for some of us, maybe that's where we're living. Is there's a whole new set of temptations that begin to open up in, uh, to us once we get the big sins knocked out. We've got to be aware of that. So Paul's writing here and he says, listen, you've got to stay in step with the Spirit. and You've got to get your whole row, you know, others around you. You take responsibility to make sure everybody, you know, in a gentle way is moving in the right direction toward God. But be careful that you don't let the group thing suck you in or that you don't get so spiritual that you're of no earthly good. And then in verse 2, he kind of lands the plane and he sort of wraps up this whole idea of what it means to live the Spirit-led life, the smoothie life. And he says this in verse 2. Look at what he says. He says, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. He's like, listen, if you want to live how Jesus wants you to live, if you want to fulfill all that Jesus wants for your life, then here's where it all boils down to. Carry each other's burdens. 
when my wife and I were first married, we saved up some of our wedding money and some other money, and we bought our first uh, sofa and love seat set. And um, we were living in this old house at the time, and it had squirrels that lived above the cabinets. <laughs> it was horrible. Horrible. You'd be laying in bed, and you're like... It's cool. It's just the Cheetos. They were going stale anyway. They'll be fine. Let them have them. <laughs> what in the world? Anyway, so we decided that when friends come to stay, two things. Number one, uh, don't tell them about the squirrels. <laughs> Number two, we need to have a place for them to, to sleep. So when we bought our sofa, we decided to get a sofa bed. And when we're at the store, they're like, now, do you want us to deliver this? Yes. We totally want that because I, I knew how heavy these sofa beds could be. So we lived in this house for a couple of years and, you know, the whole deal. So then we decide we're going to move to our next house. And I'm telling you, like for weeks, I'd walk through the living room and I'm like, you, my nemesis. Right? Because I'm like, this couch is, hey, wait for it, the. I'm like, this is not going to end well for me or the couch. And so, like, for weeks, I'm getting a strategy. I'm getting a plan. I'm like, okay, so the truck comes. We load everything else in. We're like, couch, here we go. And, like, it took, like, me and a lot of other strong girls. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> It took like four or five guys to get this couch up. I mean, this thing was a beast. And well, of course, we all know I could, it was, it's impossible for me to lift that couch by myself. We know that. And it was only going to get done when I had someone else carrying that, lifting that impossible weight with me. And see, here's what I think. I think that if we were being completely honest with ourselves, those of us listening today would have to admit that when we do a pretty raw gut-level examination of our lives, we've got some pretty impossibly heavy burdens that we're carrying around with us. And maybe nobody else in your life knows it. Maybe nobody else can see it. Maybe you've done a phenomenal job of fooling everybody. But here's what I know. I know that each and every one of us have impossible stuff that we're trying to carry. And when we begin to talk about what it means to live out the smoothie life from here on out, I think that what it means, perhaps more than anything else, is that you and I would come to a place where we allow others to help us carry the impossible stuff of our lives and that we would help them carry theirs. Paul says, listen, if you want to live the smoothie life, if you want to do it like God designed it, if you want to be led by the Spirit, then the one thing you got to know is in life you're going to have some impossibly heavy stuff. Who are you letting help carry Last weekend, the church planners were here, and one of the couples is from Orlando, and they've been going for about two and a half years. And I called them about six or seven months ago, and the organization we're with, they called me, and they're like, Matt, this guy needs help. They're really discouraged. Can you call him? And so the first call is always a little awkward when I call and introduce myself, and hi, I'm your new best friend. Good to see you. 
and just starting to talk to people, you know, they're, they're pretty standoffish at first. So I've been coaching this couple in Orlando for the last several months. I went up in March, spent a couple days up there with them, worked with them, we're helping to tweak some things, and nonetheless, they're still in a pretty discouraged zone. Well, of course, last weekend was amazing for them. They were able to see things, and they pulled us aside at lunch, and they said, you don't understand, we finally have a grid for how to do a Sunday morning. They're like, it finally, met. like, so, so, I mean, they're just having all these breakthroughs. Well, on Monday morning, this pastor sent me an email, and he talked about our staff and thanked us, and he thanked you, and how encouraged they were. And then right at the end of the email, he wrote, Matt, I finally believe you now when you say you're my biggest fan. I finally believe you now that you really want us to succeed. I believe you. See, guys, we're called to carry each other's burdens. I think about a woman who's been loosely connected with our church for a couple of years, and she came across a really hard time and has been without a job for several months, and she emailed us and came to one of our Connect events. And through the help of the church, we were able to hook her up with a job opportunity, and she got in that job, and a few weeks ago, she found me after one of our services, and she ran up to me with tears in her eyes, and she said, Matt, you don't understand. This church has saved my life. It's a miracle. You don't understand. I was about to lose my house and my car. I was about to call it quits, and you guys helped me. See, we're called to carry each other's burdens. I think of another guy who's recently joined our setup crew. And I had a chance to, to spend a little time with him recently. And he looked at me and he said, Matt, you don't get it. I'm living for Sundays right now. He said, I come to first service and I don't want to leave. And so I just turn right around and go back in because I don't know what else to do. And see, I believe that we're not just called to carry each other's burdens corporately. But we're called to carry each other's burdens individually as well. How do we live this smoothie life? We carry each other's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Paul says that's what it's all about. That's what it means to be spirit-led and to let the Holy Spirit reside inside of us and let the invisible content drive our lives. Can we stand together this morning? A few minutes ago, I asked the question, or I, or I talked about belonging to Christ, and I recognize that it's possible for some of us who've come in today, or who are listening today, who, that's not the case. And so, it's impossible for us to go through a series like the Smoothie Life, talking about having the Holy Spirit inside of us, without giving some of us, many of us, an opportunity to respond to that. So, so I don't know where you are today in relation to being connected with God. But step one is that we would come across that line in our heart and we would say, you know what, I recognize that my way of doing life is not working for me. And so I want to connect through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And it's very simply saying, you know what, I acknowledge that what Jesus did on the cross, when he died on the cross, he did that so that I could be forgiven, so that payment for my sin could be taken care of and that I could be adopted in as a son or daughter of God. And maybe that's you today. Maybe you've never done that, or maybe you've let your, your connection 
become disconnected. Well, standing right where you are, I want to give you a chance to, to come across that line again, to reconnect or to connect for the first time with Jesus. And, and if that's you, I just want to lead us all in a simple prayer. And if that's you, all I ask is that you pray it from your heart because God's looking past our lips and seeing into our heart today. And He wants to come in and place His invisible content in us and help us to live the Spirit-led life. So all over this room, can we bow our heads just for a moment? And everyone listening today, would you just repeat after me? And if that's you, if you need to reconnect or connect for the first time with, with Jesus, this is your chance. This is your moment to do that. So pray this from your heart. Let's, let's pray together. Dear Jesus, thanks for loving me. Thanks for giving me a chance to not go after the sin nature, not waste my life, but to be led by you, to live my life for you. I acknowledge today that I'm a sinner. That means that I mess up. And I ask you to forgive me. I accept what you did on the cross as payment for my sin. Thank you for adopting me as a son and daughter of God. I accept you into my life now. In your name, amen. Amen. A second question I want to ask you, Scott's going to talk more about that here in a second, but a second question and a challenge for all of us as we conclude the smoothie life is who are you carrying your impossible stuff with? If you can't think of a name right now, then you don't have anyone that's close enough to you. And I want to pray for all of us that we would make the most of every opportunity we have and we as a church are committed to this connection piece, to providing environments, both small and medium sized, where you can, in a pretty nonchalant, low-key way, begin to, to find others that can pick up an end of your sofa and help you move it out of your life. That's what God's after. So if you need that, I just want to pray for you today. And, and whose impossible stuff are you helping to carry? Again, if you can't think of that person's name, then I would challenge you today to begin saying, God, put that person in my path that when I go from this place that we can be, we can carry each other's burdens. Can we pray together? Father, thank you for the smoothie life. Thank you for this opportunity. Lord, thank you that you give us a chance to live the smoothie life. And Jesus, I pray that in the coming days that you would provide opportunity for us to connect with one another so that we can help each other carry the impossible stuff that seems to hit us sometimes in our life. And Jesus, I pray that you would give us the courage to go to out of our way to connect with others who need a hand, who need a, a help lifting some stuff. God, that's the essence of life. That's the true good spot, sweet spot of life. And Lord, we want to live there. God, that's what it means to live a smoothie life. So Lord, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's sing this song together, Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sin Saved a wretch like me I once was lost, but now I found was blind, but now I see. Let's sing that again, Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace.
chains are gone. Thy chains.